What's going on, guys? Welcome to our Bean Pot preview on the playbook of Joey and Zach. I hope all is well and that everyone had a great weekend. Tonight, we're coming at you from our dorm in 2K with a quick preview of the uh, Bean Pot semifinals tonight. We apologize for not getting an episode out last Wednesday. Joey and I were on the COVID IL, um, but tonight we're back, so we decided to record this Bean Pot preview now that we're back. Let's get it. We're ready to go. Uh, to get things going, we're going to preview the 69th Bean Pot and BC's matchup with uh, Northeastern Huskies tonight. Uh, we will give some insight to each matchup and our predictions for the games, including BU versus Harvard, which is the 5 o'clock game. After that, we will quickly talk about the MLB lockout and where it currently stands. Definitely tune in on Wednesday to hear our thoughts about Tom Brady's retirement, the upcoming NBA trade deadline, the NFL Conference Championship games from last weekend, and next weekend's Super Bowl matchup between the Rams and the Bengals, which we're very excited to give our predictions on. So, for looking sure. forward to it. But get us started, BC versus Northeast at 8 o'clock. What, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? Let's hear it. Yeah, so big game tomorrow night. Um... BC's had a bit of a tough streak lately. Um, you know, they're on ice performance. They've been 0-9 in 2022, not winning a game since around New Year's. Um, a lot of big Olympic losses, too. Drew Hellison, Jack McBain, and Mark McLaughlin have all left. Uh, we'll be playing in the Olympics with Hellison and McLaughlin playing for the U.S., McBain playing for Canada, um, which is really cool to get um, to see them get a chance to go play out and play for their countries in the Olympics. Um, but it's definitely going to be tough for this team. Um, you know, McLaughlin and McBain each lead on the team in points. They each had 24 this season. Um, so they've been major contributors and kind of been carrying the offense to this team. Uh, and Drew Hellison, too, um, you know, kind of the clear-cut number one defender of this team. Uh, losing him will definitely be a big hit. Um, you know, we've started to see a couple of the young guys on the team step up in recent games as, you know, the departures of those guys has already happened um, with them being in China. So um, I'm still holding no confidence for BC hockey, but we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, um, just to start off, as I said, you know, we're recording this technically Sunday night. We're putting on Monday morning. So we say tonight, we say tomorrow. Either way, we mean the game, 8 o'clock Monday night. So, you know, we both mm -hmm. said tonight versus today and everything. Yeah, all good. we'll get it mixed up, but it's all right. But, you know, I think everyone gets it, though. We're, we're going to schedule record this, so everyone gets it tomorrow morning. So, mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully, a nice it's, start to the it's already morning. Monday. It's 1240 a.m. So. Yeah, hopefully a nice start to everyone's Monday morning. But it'll be a good game, though. BC's losing, as, as Zach said. You know, forward Michael Glaufin having a great season. Hellison, both to Team USA, as he said, and then McBain to Canada. They're all going to play big roles in the Olympics. I understand them going there. Obviously, big loss for BC hockey, um, especially since, you know, the Beanpot's a very prized, um, you know, tournament with, within hockey in, in, in Boston. But obviously, the Olympics is uh, much bigger than that since you're on a grand, you know, world stage. But for sure. it'd be a good game, though. McLaughlin's had a great season. Losing him um, is definitely tough. He's currently tied, actually, in the NCAA um, Division One hockey with 18 goals. He's tied with Ethan Frank of Western Michigan, who's had a great season, too, and then A.J. Vanderbeck as well um, from Northern Michigan. Um, but it'll be a good game to see, though. Obviously, guys have to step up. Um, Nestorenko, Giles, those are two guys that BC, if they're going to win, they have to obviously have you know good games out of those two. Um, Eric Dopp actually is probably the biggest one. Um, in the last seven games, BC's been outscored 34-11. to 11. He's a big part of that. He's 7, 10, and 4 right now. Yeah, he's got to start playing a little bit better. He's the defense, be too, but definitely him. There have been a good amount of goals. You know, when he lost to Harvard yep. the other week, uh, Harvard scored six straight. Yep, BC six was goals, out 3 straight. 0. A lot of it was on the defense, but there was definitely a couple of shots that he could have definitely a couple, uh, couple as well. power play yeah. goals with you know it's okay, but that, at the end of the day, you can't go up three nothing to six to three. It's it's mm -hmm. just a whole team collapse. Obviously, it's not just stop, but it's Dop's got to play better. You know that I think we all can agree with that. He gave six straight goals, and mm -hmm. regardless of the power plays and not you know yeah, six Dop, goals Dop's all right, play. but it's tough going for Spencer Knight to to Dop. Yeah, he's been playing. Expectations yeah. are high on him too, just because the last two years BC hockey's been you know great. Obviously, in net defense wise, mm -hmm. you know they've always been good. But yeah, going number one from number one in the country to being ten and thirteen and four right now, it's yeah. It's tough. I mean, as, as you said, they, they're 0-9 in 2022. Their last win was December 31st for Stotmouth. 
Um, so, you know, it's obviously tough. They obviously had a COVID situation, you know, mid-December where, you know, they missed a couple games and stuff. And then, obviously, uh, right around Christmas is a break anyway. So the next game was the 31st. But having those two weeks off and then with COVID and everything, I guess maybe this team just didn't find their footing, obviously, going into the new year. And now, obviously, being 0-9 to start the year, it's never something you want. But it'll be a big game, big matchup, as I said. Um, we both agree, though, Dobbs going to play better. He's averaging over three goals allowed per game right now. That's something where you're not going to win many games giving up three unless you're scoring five. So mm-hmm. that'll be tough. Yeah, On the other side, though, with Northeastern uh, coming in, number 16 in the country, 6-4 um, and four in their last 10. Um, coming off a strong 5-4 victory over Vermont last Friday night um, at Matthews Arena just a couple nights ago. Um, key goals from Aiden McDonough, who's had a great season. He'll be another person that'll be highlighted, I'm sure, heavily on the Beanpot broadcast on Nesson. Um, Sam Colangelo, Jordan Harris, Riley Hughes, Jakob Novak. Um, they all scored some big goals in that game. I think it'll probably come down to Devin Levi being gone, TJ Semdenfeld, that we're both big fans of. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll come down to him having to step up, obviously, for Northeastern. Yeah, he's a beast. Guy's an absolute beast. But <laughs> anyways, it's going to come down to TJ Semdenfeld stepping up in Northeastern. Obviously, with Devin Levi being gone. Sophomore sensation goalie's had a great season. Um, I think right now he's currently giving up 1.546. I think goals a lot per game, if I remember right, which is fourth in the NCAA. Um, and he's second in college hockey with, I think, say a 94.8 per save percentage. So it's unreal. Um, losing him is obviously tough in Northeastern. But as we said, up to freshman phenom, TJ Semptonfelt to, to step up. He's played well the last two games. Um, 92% of the shots um, he's faced, he's saved. So good percentage for guys just stepped in only for a couple games. But it's going to come down to... Obviously, you know, scoring for Northeastern in, in, in that regard, so it's going to have to give up probably more. They're probably going to have to score more. If TJ Semdenfeld didn't have the best game, they're going to have to score more goals um, than they probably normally would. With Devin Levi, you can win a game just one nothing, 2 nothing. But mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, he's with, without him, it's tough. Devin Levi. And, I mean, we've seen Devin Levi play, and obviously BC scored some goals against him in, in October. And mm-hmm. Yeah, um, big 5-3 win for BC, start of the season. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. For him. But it, it, then now, even then, you know, now it's obviously a bigger stage. Tension's Every team always brings it for the bean pie. That's I mean, what I'm regardless of who's hot, who's cold. It'll be a big game. Every Boston team always brings it. Absolutely. Uh, you never know. Anyone can win, really. Uh, obviously, Olympics are sick and all, but depriving us of the matchup of Aiden McDonough versus McLaughlin would have been sick because they're both you know, toe-in-toe for the most goals in college hockey right now. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, now, two great candidates for the uh, right Hobie Baker got, Award. He's got 18, McLaughlin, right now. And then yep. McDonough's got 17. Junior forward, Aiden McDonough from Milton, Mass. Had seven, has 17 goals in the season, second in NCAA to Yeah, two big-time Hobie Baker McLaughlin. candidates right now. Absolutely. He's got seven assists to go along with that. He's had a great season. Um, and then also another player I want to highlight on the Northeastern side is our senior defenseman, Jordan Harris. A Team USA alternate, which the alternates, I guess, don't go um, – go to the Olympics unless they're called or whatever, unless they're needed. So he's going to be playing tonight. It's final Beanpot. Um, he's got a couple wins. Obviously, last year the Beanpot was canceled. So tension's going to be high for every team since everyone's really been deprived of an extra year. Um, but he scored his fifth goal last night, or two nights ago now, that is, um, against Vermont. Um, he'll have a great game, I'm sure, defensively. He's a big part of Northeastern's team. He always steps up. So hopefully he can help out. Sempton Felter in, in, in that regard. Hopefully it's a good game, you know, scoring-wise. You know, we all want... I think everyone probably knows I'm, I'm a BC hockey fan, Boston Northeastern hockey fan. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. Don't going to go too much into it, but um, it'll be Could a good game. Skis tomorrow night. I here's the thing though: I've been a Northeastern fan my whole life in hockey, and BC's always been the second team. So technically, I can't lose. But yes, Northeastern hockey is 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 you know one of my favorite teams in all of sports. So that's no, legit. I it's tough, it. you know, that, and that's the thing. And I ride hard with them, and have you know since I was in. I understand. You know, third grade, my sister went went to Northeastern. So. Um, another person I want to highlight real quick, sophomore from Stone and Mass, Sam Colangelo, another great uh, player. He's had a great season. 
Um, he's got 16 points, very good for a freshman, you know, through uh, how many games Northeastern's played, uh, probably about 30, 30-ish games, and, you know, he's had a great season so far. Um, and then sophomore forward also, Gunnar Wolf-Fontaine from Rhode Island, he's had a great season, 17 points in the year. And then freshman Justin Ritzkovian, uh, second on the team with points, actually, as a freshman, he's got 19. Um, it'll probably be chippy, though, I'd imagine. A lot you know, of it. Like, I mean, especially in the bean part of it all, it just gets like that. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of high tensions. Everyone's playing really hard. Um, you know, that's the thing. Like, the last time the bean pot took place, uh, our freshman year, two years ago, um, I mean, BC was a clear favorite against BU. We were one of the top teams in the country, and, you know, they always come to play. Um, even just the BCBU rivalry in general, you know, BU always comes to play. So does BC. Um, you know, all these uh, bean pot games are just so close just because of, you know, kind of the bitter rivalry between all these teams. Um, you know, and this is the bean pot. I mean, you know, it's the first time, uh, the first chance every team has all season to take home some hardware. So, absolutely, um, everyone's gonna be playing really hard. Um, it should teams. be a good game. Yeah, four teams too. So you get a better chance of winning a championship. Obviously, when there's only four teams, but it'll be a good one. As I said, Northeast at seventeen eight and one on the year. I was short on their games played, uh, but seventeen eight and one on the year currently. So they've had a very good season so far. Um, they start off a little rocky, and then they found their way in the middle. They won about um, eight straight at one point, and then went on a three game skid. But um, you know, beat Vermont this uh, this last Friday night a couple days ago, so they're coming off a hot win, 5-4. Um, should be a good game, though. Obviously, going to be chippy, as we were saying. I remember the game in October we were at. Um, Jordan Harris, the you know defense, one of my favorite players, probably my favorite on Northeastern. Um, he took a big hit from Casey Carew, ended up being a major penalty uh, back in October. I'm sure he'll try to get his payback, um, maybe a big goal or something, yeah, we'll try, try to make something happen. But what are your predictions? Let's hear a score uh -huh. prediction. Let's see. So um, just a little bit of background about the game. Um, BC's looking at his 21st overall Beanpot Trophy, uh, first one since 2016. Um, this is actually the 48th meeting between these two teams in the Beanpot with BC holding a 34-13 record. Um, in all time outside of the Beanpot, these teams have played 243 times, uh, with BC leading 172-55. to um, I mean, historically, BC is, um, you know, they have a very rich hockey history. Um, and actually, since Fonta and uh, Northeastern in the 2019 Hockey East title, uh, BC has won the last five straight in the series, and across those five games, they outscored the Huskies 28 to 10. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, um, BC came back from 2-1 down at the start of the season. Uh, it was around mid-October, at home to beat Northeastern 5 to 3. It was a big game. Mark McLaughlin scored twice, um, then Jack McBain put in another goal. Um, so it was a great game all around. But it's gonna be tough without, you know, some of those big name first line guys um, that we're so used to seeing uh, scoring for BC. Um, but I think this team's going to bounce back despite you know such a rocky start to 2022. I think it, as I've been saying, in the bean pot, anyone can win just because you know the heart and the grit that comes in these games. Um, so I'm going to take BC four to three over Northeast, and I think it's going to come down to the wire. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a three-three game going down the stretch of the third period, and I think um, you know one of our young guys, you know Trevor Kuntar, uh, Colby Ambrosio, you know someone will step up, make a big-time shot. Um, and it all comes on top too, you know, just hanging, keeping the team in there. I'm not really expecting him to have a great performance and you know throwing a shutout or anything like that. But I definitely think he could hold the Huskies to three or four goals. Yeah, it'd be a good game for sure. Um, Northeastern currently uh, going in looking for their fourth Bean Pot championship in a row. Uh, 2018, 2019, 2020, uh, they won, and then obviously 2021 there was not a Bean Pot unfortunately. So Northeast looking for their eighth one. Um, and obviously historically, you know, BC's been. Uh, the powerhouse with BU and, and Harvard and Northeast have obviously been on the back end of that. But Northeast has definitely proven, you know, over the last four years now, three or four years, they've won two hockey's uh, titles, you know, the tournament uh, in 2018 and 2019, I believe. Um, they won both of those. And obviously, 
uh, three bean pots from 2018 to 2020. So they've proven to themselves that they're no longer an underdog, that um, this is something that wasn't just a fluke. This is, you know, more of a thing where Northeastern's now becoming, you know, more of a, of a favorite within the tournament when obviously BU versus BC has always been, you know, the typical, you know, big matchup. But BC's mm -hmm. obviously got 30 champion. Uh, BC's got 20 championships, obviously, and the BU's got 30. Northeastern's got seven looking for its eighth. Um, but it'll be a big game, though. Uh, obviously, Northeastern could have lost guys like Jordan Harris and uh, and Ada McDonough to Team USA, and, and Harris is an alternate. So I guess for Northeastern's sake, it's you know he's lucky you know to be honored to be able to go to Team USA just being alternate. It's an honor on its own. So I'm sure he's very lucky and he's very fortunate for that. But for Northeastern themselves to have him uh, in, in the game is going to be huge. It's going to make a big factor, I'm sure, um, as he always does. So it'd be a good game though. And also, Ada McDonough definitely probably could have went to the Olympics. I uh, didn't. I don't know too much about what happened there, but. Um, he definitely could have ended up going and, and played there, but he ended up staying and, and, and choosing to stay, so I'm sure he's going to try to make something happen, make a big play. So with my prediction, um, I'm probably going to go – I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be yeah. a good game. Yeah, it'll be a good game either way. Um, but I'll say 4-2 Northeastern um, with a huge payback goal from Jordan Harris. I think he's going to come up big after that hit from Casey Carew, as I said. Um, and then I think goals from Colangelo and Aiden McDonough um, and then maybe Infontaine, who I also highlighted – um, I think Colangelo will be, play a big role, as I said, sophomore. It's going to be his first bean pot. And then McDonough, obviously, is a junior. Probably will go to the Canucks after this year, so it could be his last bean pot. I think they're both going to try to make something happen big. Um, and then, obviously, with Jordan Harris, too. And, and, and I'm also a big fan of uh, Gunnar Fontaine, as I said. So it'd be a big game. But, it, you know, historically, guys like Eric Williams, Adam Gaudet, uh, you know, stepped up in 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, it, it made big things. I'm Zach Solo, another one. So, you know, these had guys that step up in the bean pot that make names for themselves. And, Going back to Kevin Wise days, you know, uh, back in like 2012, 2013, he was on the rail. So, see how it goes. I got 4-2 Northeastern. Right. Should be a good game. I respect it. Um, now we'll highlight the BU Harvard game really quickly. Yeah. Uh, 5 so. o'clock game. Mm -hmm. um, Should be a good one. Yeah, we'll probably catch the end of it. Um, definitely. Yeah, we're hoping tomorrow. to get there yeah, like right third, third period. period. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully catch the end catch of that it. game. Um, Should be good. Um, yeah, BC has been, uh, BU rather, has been coming on a pretty hot streak. They've been 8-1 in their last nine games. Um, and, you know, Harvard's had a good season as well this year. Um you know, they both have a lot of, you BBC. know, good talent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had a big win against BC, unfortunately, last week. Um, yeah, taking us down 6-0, uh, 6-3. Um, so, you know, both two high-end teams in the Hockey East. Um, and we'll see what happens, you know, as we move forward in this, uh, you know, tomorrow night. Um, should be a good game. You know, lots of NHL talent on both sides. Absolutely. Yeah, so BU currently 19 in the country. Um, they've already turned it on of late, 8-1 in the last night, like Zach said. Key victories over UMass and Providence. Um, both very good teams there, and, and I've had a Hockey East opponent beating them ever is always a good thing, but beating teams like UMass and Providence you know, is unreal, especially for a team like BU that started very slow. Um, in the last four games, they've scored 19 goals and only allowed six. They're probably the hottest team going into this right now, um, which is definitely the tough thing, seeing them get hot. Um, as a BC fan, also as a Northeastern fan, you never want to see BU get hot. Um, mm -hmm. So they're definitely going to come in flying, I'm sure. Junior forward. Yeah, one of the most bean pots ever out of 30, every yeah, Boston team. 30, yeah, so, so historically. They always brand the bean pot. I was going to say, historically, they always, they always get going when, when it matters most, I guess, in the bean pot. But junior forward, Robert Master, Master Simone, uh, has had a great season. Uh, I think he's got about 10 goals, 11 assists. Uh, he's a forward, so he's going to be out there probably flying around, you know, looking to score, I'm sure. Um, we've seen him play, actually, at least once, probably freshman year. Um, yeah. You know, he's a junior, so we saw him play, definitely. But BU goalie, Drew Camesso, just left for the Olympics. He's a big loss. Um, he's the backup to Vinny Duplacis. Um, uh, Vinny Duplacis, the backup, has to step up. Uh, Camesso just went to Team USA. 
Um, so I'm sure he's going to be um, psyched just to be in the Olympics. I think it's a great honor for all these kids that are going to the Olympics. Obviously, missing out on the bean pot is something that's you know tough, but it's a very small thing compared to the Olympics. You know, if I could play sure. the Olympics, like any of us would. But Drew Camesso's had a great season, um, so Team USA is lucky to have him. And then back up, Vinny Duplessis definitely is going to have to step up uh, for BU to have a chance. Since Harvard, as we were saying, um, they've, they've turned it on of late. Um, the number six, they were number 16 in the preseason poll, so when they came into the year, they were pretty high. They're now 12-7-2 on the year. Their record um, is 12-7-2. They're out of the top 20. Uh, I think they're number 23 They're still not bad. They hung around yeah. around 16 throughout the you know, Yeah, first they were, they were pretty the solid. I think when Northeastern played at the beginning of the year, they were about 7 or 8. Um, they're number 23 in the RPI right now, so just out of the ranking um, of, of, of the top 20. But they've won four of the last five. Uh, they're actually losing two guys as well, sophomore, forward, uh, Sean Farrell, the team captain, Nick Abrusese. Um, they're both going to Team USA. Um, they're two of the top four point scorers, so obviously everyone's losing a lot. Losses, yeah. Levi's gone, McLaughlin's gone, McBain's gone, mm. Hallison's gone. Yeah, a lot gone. of big names this year at the Olympics. Uh, Camesso's gone, um, and then Farrow and Abrusese as well. Mm. It's um, going to be a battle. The young guys have step up, though. You I know, guess so. You know, what big, team's future is. Big teams you know, make big plays in big-time moments, so you know, someone's going to make a big play, obviously, and win, win one of these mm. games, and especially with all yeah, these well, big plays. Most of these teams with you know, a lot of guys going to the Olympics, some young guys are going to have to step up. That's the thing. Um, you know, BC, um, you know, a lot of solid recruiting, a lot of guys headed to the NHL, got picked in the draft last year. Let's see who steps up. No one's really stood up to me yet um, as of late, but we started to see as a couple of injuries Kuntar's have started to pile up. And, mm-hmm, yep, Kuntar, the sophomore, he's been good. He was actually picked by the Bruins in the third round um, two years ago, so hope to see him in the black and gold in a few years. That would be really exciting. Uh, but let's get into our predictions for this game. Um, so me personally, I think BU's going to keep riding their hot streak. They always play lights out in the bean pot. It feels like every year they're always, um, you know, in the conversation in the championship. Um, so I got them winning three to one. Um, I think despite their Olympic loss, they're going to continue their hot streak. Um, and I just don't think Harvard's going to have the talent to muster a uh, you know tough upset victory over BU. Yeah, it'll be a tough game. I think I think they'll be very gritty, um, a lot of hitting, very physical probably. Um, for BU side, the one guy I just want to hire real quick forward Jay O'Brien's had a great season. He's uh, netted nine goals with nine apples to go along with it, so he's had a great season. I'm sure he'll be a name uh, that we'll probably hear tomorrow night by the time we get there, probably make a big play. But um, on Harvard's side, one of the guys I just want to hire real quick, junior goalie Mitchell Gibson. He's 10-6-1 on the year. Had a solid season so far. And then freshman Matt Coronado has 17 points. They're just another guy to keep your eye out for. But I think for me, uh, it's, t- it's going to be a tough game, very close. Harvard's coming off four or five you know, wins, and then obviously BU's coming off eight of nine. Um, eight and one, four and five, four and one, each in their last five and ten games respectively. Um, but I think I'm going to go three to two Harvard. I think it'll be a close game, two two. I think Harvard make a big play. Just I feel like when they're losing those two top guys, obviously B losing the goal is not you know the best situation. But yeah, Harvard losing their two top guys, like someone's going to have to make a play in a big moment. Obviously losing mm-hmm. Farrow, who's got 19 points, and Everseyzi, who's got 21. Losing both of them isn't is, isn't the easiest thing. But they've got two other guys that is named Matt Coronado, freshman, 17 points in the year. Um, they had another guy, too, with, I think, about 20. So someone's going to make a big player out of those two guys that are left remaining. Um, we'll see how it goes, but I think I'm going to go 3-2, to two, Harvard. Be a good game, though, I'm yeah, sure. Um, there we have it. Definitely so, a close one. Should definitely be two great games tomorrow. I'm super pumped. Um, you know, hopefully we get, we get to catch up the uh, third period of the BU-Harvard game, and then we'll be there, um, you know, right at the puck drop for Absolutely. BC versus Northeast. Should be a so. good one. Uh, yeah, we're Can't We'll definitely give our uh, recap Wednesday night. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully a good game. Hopefully, a, you know, a physical one too. I feel like you know you don't want to see anyone get hurt, but a nice physical game where you know everyone's trying hard, everyone's going. Yeah, nice physical going game. So it's good. Um, no injuries. And I'm sure it will be like that. Yeah, for um, sure. Hopefully, a close one. While we're covering college hockey too. So. Um, absolutely. Yeah, the peepot's always physical. It's always a 
intense game. Being in the in the fan section, just being in the audience itself, mm-hmm. being just, in the fans, yeah, it's just an electric nuts. atmosphere. Um, just nuts, you know, getting to be in the student section. Our freshman year, two seasons ago, when BC played BU in the semifinals, that was nuts. There was probably eight or nine, that was crazy eight game. or nine uh, whole balcony sections of the garden were filled up with. We BC were so kids. psyched though. We scored that goal. And we came back and tied it because we had a big lead and we lost it. Right? If I yeah, we were right, up three one. Then BU went up four three. Then we tied it at four tied four. It with a which was yeah, sick. BU scored a goal in double overtime to take it. So it was tough leaving the stadium and taking the tea home at like one thirty in the morning or something crazy. At least Northeast didn't beat them. At least Northeast got the payback. Yeah, your skis took him down in the championship. Skis did. So. Skis did. It was a good mm-hmm. game too. Tough game for us, but to. really excited to be back there tomorrow. Get up to the garden early. Um, you know, watch a great hockey game. So definitely not psyched and, and uh, sure Northeast and BC very very uh, intense game. Sure, fans from both sta- both uh, sections will be go- be loud and shout out Mark Walsh. He'll be there. He'll be in the cut. So. Have Mark Walsh be in the kind of Mark Walsh music there is, is always a blessing. Okay. So I'm sure Northeastern will be psyched to have him there. And I just while we're covering college hockey real quick, just want to highlight AIC hockey for their tremendous turnaround on the year. Uh, my friend Steven called in uh, earlier in the year when they were one five and one. They were they, they were one five one in their first seven. I think when he called in, they were three nine and one in their first thirteen. Um, and of late, they've won twelve out of the last fourteen games. Twelve one and one. Um, and as I said, being three nine and one, and then now being twelve one and one in their last fourteen. They've got themselves up to number 19 in the RPI rankings, um, and they're up 12 points in the division right now, which is four points greater than any other te- four wins greater than any other team uh, in the Atlantic Hockey Division. Um, and they've all played 19 or 20 games, so it's not like they've played um, more games yeah, than they more points. Um, they're 15, 10, and 2 in the year, 45 points in the Atlantic Hockey Division, and 14, 3, and 1 in the division itself. Um, they've been killing it, though, and, and I just want to highlight them real quick for my boy. Uh, they've been so dominant with uh, junior forward Jake Stella. I've highlighted him in, in, I think, one of our episodes maybe a couple weeks ago. I just gave a quick recap of them. He's got nine goals and ten assists on the year. And then grad student forward and UConn transfer uh, Brian McGowey. He's had a great year as well, ten goals and nine assists, 19 points. Um, and then Providence transfer goalie in Carolina, uh, Hurricanes 2018 draft pick, um, Jake uh, Kukowski. Uh, he's had a solid year, and now he's 10-6-1 on the year, and he's saving on 90, 90% of shots he faces. So we'll continue to follow the dominant run uh, that they've had as it goes along in the year. I just want to give them a quick shout-out. Just had to give them a quick minute uh, since now they're 15-10-2 after being 3-9-1. and one. You know, It's been an exciting year for them. Um, and then real quick, just to finish the show, um, I just want to talk about the MLB lockout um, currently, uh, which the lockout started December 3rd, December 2nd, uh, is when they started talking about it. I think December 3rd was when it, when it, was when it became official. Um, they locked the MLB locked out its players, and, and now the MLB fears a union strike, and they've chosen not to lift the lockout when they could have. Um, and bargaining between the MLB Players Association and the MLB could continue into spring training. So it's looking like there could be a delayed spring training, um, which also means a delayed free agency. And guys like Freddie Freeman and Clayton Kershaw and Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber and Jorge Soler and uh, Kenley Jansen are all waiting to sign deals, and it just sucks losing a free agency. You know the excitement that that free agency class could bring. Losing that because of this union strike and or potential union strike and this lockout has just been, you know, crazy. And the MLB right now um, has requested a federal mediator, but the MLB Players Association has denied that, uh, denied the MLB's request. And with spring training being only two weeks away, very unlikely that spring training will happen on time, which means the season will probably be delayed and that'll make two of the last three seasons be shortened seasons, at least to some degree, unless they, you know, went further into October with the regular season, which I'm sure the MLB probably doesn't want to do because they like trying to be done. Yeah, still at least two of the Halloween. last three seasons are going to be off schedule, so. It's looking like it. And bargaining between the MLB Players Association and the MLB could last into spring training if the MLB allowed it, you know, to happen. If they said, okay, when end the lockout, we'll continue bargaining, it could last into spring training, which even then, spring training probably wouldn't start on time, but it probably could. 
um, you know, if they were want, if they were, you know, to allow it to happen. But realistically, probably not going to start on time, unfortunately. And being a big baseball fan like I am myself, in, in losing, you know, one of the most stacked free agency classes and losing that excitement that it could have brought in because of the lockout has just been a total failure on uh, on Rob Manfred's part um, and the commissioner of, of the MLB. He's definitely got to do better. And the MLB's obviously lost ratings with this last World Series, definitely got up again. But over the last five years, the MLB's just been losing, obviously, all the ratings compared to teams, you know, sports like the NBA and NHL and NFL all going up while the MLB ratings were going down, although this last World Series definitely helped with the, with the Braves winning. But... Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out, you know, to AIC Hockey to finish the episode, and then also talk about the OB lockout situation. So, um, hopefully, by the time this is up, you guys are able to to listen to it Monday morning. Hopefully, it uh, brings you some joy to your day. Obviously, having it be I the hope weekend, so. it's over, a big day. It's definitely being tough. Pop but Monday. Being pop Monday, as we're going to say, I'm sure everyone's psyched listening. Hopefully, we brought some excitement there, and we'll definitely be back on next week. Um, Wednesday night to talk about the Beanpot game, Northeastern West BC, probably talk about a BU Harvard, yeah. and then Conference Championship games, NBA trade deadline, which I know Zach's very excited big, yeah. about. Psyched for the NBA trade deadline, hoping the Celtics make a couple big moves. Then we got Super Bowl Sunday, too. We might talk a little bit of BC Hoops as well. They got a game yep. in Syracuse Tuesday night, and then Duke is coming to town on Saturday evening. Um, so super psyched about that. Tom um, Brady's retirement, that's yeah, another thing. That's another thing we got to talk about. So it's going to be an action-packed episode Wednesday. Uh, we can't wait. Be sure to tune in at 7. We'll be back on the AM radio. Um, but, yeah, we'll wrap yeah, it up here with the Beanpot preview. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy the Beanpot tonight. Um, you know, we're excited that we got to preview it again. Um, we're looking forward to the great game. So, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Come back on Wednesday night, February 9th, 7 o'clock. We'll be live on air. Hopefully, have some call-ins. Too. I know we're going to have a stacked episode. Maybe a call-in or two would be kind of sick to talk about any of the things we just named. Hopefully, sure. someone gets excited once, too. But, should be a good game tonight, tomorrow night, whatever you want to consider it. Um, but, it'll be a good one. So, Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday.